It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. those guys sawyer brown well you can see them up close and personal they are coming to farm tech days in clark county on wednesday farm tech fest right after the show closes at four o'clock get across the street get yourself comfortable and about five o'clock it's going to be farm tech fest featuring not only sawyer brown but also joe nichols and madison county and you can get your tickets right now at uh, www.farmtechfest, all one word, dot com. So hope to see you there. Farm Tech Days will end about 4 o'clock in the afternoon that day, and the concert will start about 5 o'clock. So, you know, it's not like you got to hang around for three or four hours. Now get yourself uh, in there, and away you go. And don't forget, they're going to have camping over there, too. So you can camp, come in Monday, and stay till Friday. If you want to. So, again, it's uh, going to be rough camping. You're going to have, uh, you know, supply most of your uh, own generator for electricity and things like that. They'll have some water and, of course, porta potties and things like that. But otherwise, it's going to be good. We've got farm tech days in Clark County. So, again, make sure you're there 12th, 13th, and 14th of July. Good morning at the shank of the day on a Tuesday. We've got chores to do here at Wax 104.5. Bob and Jill with you, and the calf count is where? We're at 46. 46. Getting close to the end. <laughs> yeah, I'm liking that. How long do you think before that last one's on the ground? I'm afraid we got some summer ones that are going to be... They're going to be uh, hitting the road after they have their babies. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Some of those are going to be down the road. But again, that's good. 46 calves. Out. You got them all named, too? Oh, yeah. All named with a K. All named with a K. All right. What's the last few names been? Uh, we got Kebab and Kristen and Kara. Well, that's good. And Kanye. Oh, Kanye was the last one. <laughs> Kanye. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, so, hey, weather forecast, if you're planning to drive out west, out through uh, Minnesota, Dakotas the next couple of days, be very careful. They're expecting a blizzard out there. And uh, crop progress report is out. Uh, it's auction season. Uh, still waiting for the final word and uh, explanation of why breakfast in the Valley in Eau Claire will not be held. Still waiting to uh, attend that meeting and get more details. And when we do, we will be sure and share that with you all the details of uh, just why there will be no breakfast in the valley in eau claire but other breakfasts are going on around the area as uh you know we'll get the we'll get the dates and locations of uh, those june dairy breakfasts it's already getting to be the middle of april so not far away maybe by that time mother nature will warm it up wow how the calves doing though with this kind of weather they seem to be doing really well i've got buildings they go in and the sunshine this weekend just oh, kind of yeah. turned everything around, dried out my ground, and the wind yesterday dried it out very much, too. So, All right, yeah, we're getting some yards cleaned up, and uh, hopefully it's uh, a good calving season where you are as well. So we got that and more news. President Biden's on the road today. We'll talk about that. Lots to do this morning here on Wax. We'll get you updated on that weather. 
the first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, let's take a check of our Sky 113 weather brought to you by Marquardt Motors. Don't forget your Marquardt Motors service department is now open for your 5,000-mile scheduled maintenance visit with a complimentary tire rotation, vehicle health check, and car wash. Schedule yours at MarquardtMotors.com. Well, it'll start out partly sunny today, then it'll cloud up and uh, rain's coming in tonight. It looks like uh, some of that could be storms after about 8 o'clock, so be aware of that. Uh, you got little ones out, uh, little calves out, <laughs> get them in the shed because it could be some pretty heavy rains later on overnight with rain into tomorrow. Now, 58 today, 56 tomorrow, and as we said, uh, they're gearing up for some pretty heavy storms out uh, in the Dakotas, northwestern Minnesota. And uh, how far that will come, it looks like it's going to go north before it really gets to us. But uh, nevertheless, be aware of what's going on out that way. Then it's going to cool off. 56 tomorrow, Thursday, 39 for the high. Partly sunny, but there is a forecast for some potential showers in there. 38 on Friday, Easter weekend, only 41 on Saturday, 44 on Sunday. Right now, it's about 30 degrees here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls area. 22 down in Black River Falls in Toma area. 40 across. Two minutes after five already. This is 104.5 FM WAXX. So, Claire, let's get some news. NBC News Radio. I'm Mark Mayfield. President Biden is taking aim at rampant gun violence in the U.S. Yesterday, during a White House event, Biden promoted a new federal rule designed to curb so called ghost guns. Folks, a felon, a terrorist, a domestic abuser can go from a gun kit to a gun in as little as 30 minutes. Buyers aren't required to pass background checks because guns have no serial numbers, these guns. Biden again criticized Congress for being inactive on rising gun violence. Biden said lawmakers should enhance background checks and ban assault weapons with high-capacity magazines. He called them weapons of war. The number of alleged Russian war crimes in Ukraine is up to 5,800. Prosecutors say they've identified more than 500 suspects, including President Vladimir Putin, other top officials, and military members. But the investigation is far from over. Ukraine's leader believes tens of thousands of people were killed just in Mariupol, a city under siege for weeks. A region on the eastern side could be next as Russian troops prepare for new attacks. Cindy McCain is warning the Russia-Ukraine war may bring famine to the Middle East and Africa. Ryan Shook reports. McCain, the U.S. ambassador to the U.N., agencies for food and agriculture, said rising food prices are forcing rations to be cut in countries facing humanitarian crises such as Afghanistan and Yemen. The U.N. Food and Agriculture Organization says food insecurity could become an issue for up to 13 million people in the world because of the war. Countries heavily rely on Russia and Ukraine for exports like wheat. I'm Brian Shook. And a former Virginia cop is now the third person convicted in last year's Capitol riot. A jury found Thomas Robertson guilty yesterday of storming the building, carrying a deadly weapon, and four other charges. A Justice Department attorney argued he took matters into his own hands because he was angry with the outcome of the presidential election. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, we'll start out today partly sunny, then it'll get cloudy later on, and tonight, maybe between 8 o'clock and midnight, about that time, some storms probably moving in. 
and it could be uh, kind of wet weather. 58 the high today, 51 the overnight low, and then uh, rain continuing into tomorrow, about 56, as we said. If you're planning to go west out into, you know, western northwest Minnesota and North Dakota, be prepared. They're expecting a blizzard, maybe a foot or two of snow. So, again, be forewarned if you're heading out that way and maybe you want to change your plan take a southern route because it looks like it's going to get pretty nasty out that way around here after wednesday it's going to cool off thursday the high is 39 partly sunny but there is a forecast for some potential showers and on friday 38 and breezy conditions as well easter weekend partly sunny as looks like old low 40s on both saturday and sunday Medford's 29, Rice Lake is at 31, 32 in Wausau, 33 in Marshfield. Lacrosse at 40, Green Bay at 37, 44 down in the Madison Sun Prairie area. Milwaukee's at 40, as we said, the cool spots down around Black River Falls and Toma. They're in the low 20s this morning. Right now, we're 30 degrees here in Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer. But did you know they also offer competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. For those who work in acres... Not in hours. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And once again, Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us our early morning look at the markets. And Jill, where are we at in livestock? Choice fed beef steers are 134 to 144 with mixed at 110 to 133. Choice fed beef heifers are 122 to 143 with mixed at 1 to 121. Choice fed Holstein steers are 122 to 134 with selects at 97 to 121 with cows at 60 to 75 and a top of 76 to 113. Bulls are 70 to 112. Butcher hogs are 75 to $1. Sows are 70 to 83, with boars at 15 to 33. New crop market lambs are 165 to 215, with feeder lambs at 240 to 410. At the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures cattle prices were higher. Feeder cattle and lean hogs were also mostly higher, a little Glitch in there. April live cattle one thirty eight fifty two. That's up seventy cents at the close. June live cattle one thirty four eighty up ninety seven. August at one thirty six sixty two up seventy seven. And October at one forty three ninety up sixty five. Feeder cattle for April one fifty six sixty five. That was up a dime. May at one fifty nine ninety up fifty two. August. 173.30, that was down 25 cents. September feeder cattle, 177.12, that was up 7. October, 179.72, up 30 cents. Lean hog carcass contracts, April, 98.42, that was down 60. May at 109 even, that was up 57. June hogs, 115.02, up 45. July, up a half a dollar at 116.40. And on the Board of Trade, prices were uh, down yesterday. That conflict in Ukraine still causing problems, but they did go a little higher overnight. Looking at the overnight market, uh, July corn up 6 at 7.65. Oats unchanged at 7.60. July wheat up 17 at 11.06. Soybeans up 16 cents at 16.57. Meal up 3.90 at 10 at $458.10 on that July contract. 
Dairy product prices were unchanged. Barrel cheese, 236 and three quarters. Blocks, 232. Butter, 278 and a quarter. Class three prices were higher yesterday. April up three at 2421. May up eight at 2493. June up 18 at 2482. July up 19 at 2469. August up 16 at 2456. And if you're following the crude oil prices, uh, May crude yesterday down $3.62 a barrel, sitting at $94.64. So that's a look at the markets brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. 30 degrees right now. We'll get about 58. Not a bad day today. Partly sunny early, starting to cloud up later on. And overnight, we're going to get some rain, maybe some storms through the area. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Progress report for this week is out. Not much progress to report, but we'll get you caught up on where things are around the country and around the state. We'll also talk about President Joe Biden. He's on the road. Coming to Iowa. Coming to Menlo. That's where my dad was born. Stuart Menlo area out west of Des Moines. So uh, he's going to an ethanol plant. We'll see if he talks about ethanol, but that'll be later today. Well, we're into auction season, and uh, we do have auctions coming up. Don't forget, going on today at 1030, it's going to be the Tim and Nancy Bublet sale from Christensen Sales. And uh, from Curtis, uh, it's northwest on Bridge Road to the farm. Tractors, hand forge tillage, uh, hand forge tools, planting and tillage equipment. And again, Tim Schindler, the auctioneer. Again, that's the Bublet sale. That is today over in central Wisconsin outside of Curtis. And also, don't forget, down in Monroe County, they got ongoing auctions. The Doug and Amanda Wallerman Retirement Equipment Auction. They sold the cattle last Friday. Now, tomorrow, they'll sell the forage, all the forage on the farm. And then, on Thursday at 1 o'clock, they'll sell uh, the equipment. So, the Retirement Forage Auction at the Wallerman Farm down in Monroe County will be 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. And then, the equipment will be 1 p.m. So, again, that's going on. And uh, then, they'll sell the land, building and sites, uh, Tuesday, March. Oh, that was already sold on March 29th. So, what's left are two auction days, tomorrow and Thursday, of the Wallerman Auction. That's from uh, Stephus auction group and we've got farm news finding out about the crop progress president biden and a whole lot more wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report all right the president's coming our way joe what's that all about so president joe biden will be in iowa today to kick off the administration's rural infrastructure tour biden will be at the ethanol plant in menlo about 45 miles west of des moines He's expected to talk about his plans for lowering costs for working families, reducing the impact of Putin's price hikes, and building a better America with more bipartisan laws that will invest more in rural communities. The biofuels industry is hoping the president will also announce year-round sales of E15 and talk more about the blend volume requirements in the renewable fuels standards for 2023. Former Iowa Governor and now Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack will not be with the President today because he has tested positive for COVID-19. Now let's take a look at our crop reports. Not much corn has gotten planted around the country, country this past week. The latest crop progress report shows planting progress is at 2%, the same as last week. Most of the planting in the south is in the south where Texas farmers have planted 63% of their corn. 
the condition of the winter wheat crop is a little better than last week as it's now rated 32% good to excellent, up 2% from a week earlier, but still the second poorest looking winter wheat crop in the last 20 years. But here in Wisconsin, the weather has not cooperated enough for farmers to get much field work done, including spring tillage and manure hauling. The winter wheat crop in the state is rated at 58% good to excellent, but that's down 3% from a week ago. With all the rain and snow last week, topsoil moisture is now rated 91% adequate to surplus 7% 7% short and just 2% very short. And these soils aren't going to warm up uh, very much because we're <laughs> we're looking at Thursday and Friday still being in the 30s for high and low 40s on Saturday and Sunday. we got a ways to go to get to 50 degrees for our soil temperatures, that's for sure. All right, Jill, thank you very much. Coming up, Bridget Finke is going to join us. We always talk about that succession plan. What's mom and dad going to do? How's mom and dad get this started? Well, what's the responsibility or what should be the responsibility and at least thought process of the younger generation that's coming in on the farm? We'll talk about that with Bridget next, right here on Wax. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's April, but at least for the first part of the month, you'd never know it because of what Mother Nature has thrown our way. What's ahead? Hopefully some good cropping weather on the farm. Let's talk to Bridget Finke this morning, Valley Crossing Law Offices in Baldwin, our resident attorney, about some things having to do with the farm. And, uh, Bridget, one of the things that uh, people at tax time, we always hear rumors or somebody's thoughts about what's going on. We had a lot of government payments, PPP payments and capital gains, and a lot of government money went out this last year. But it's still status quo as far as our taxes are concerned, right? It's just maybe different numbers we're dealing with. Nothing has passed. Nothing has changed to date. I certainly hear lots of thoughts and ideas and theories, and I don't know, maybe some people have better crystal balls than me, but uh, as of the moment, we really are status quo. So capital gains is the same. If you've got to pay back uh, government money on your taxes, just follow the guidebook. And rely on your tax advisors. Yeah, good advice, that's for sure. So, again, don't get all excited about some of the things that people think might be happening. Let's talk about uh, moving forward. And we've focused, uh, Bridget, for so long on putting together a plan of moving forward with the farm. What we're going to have. And we always say, well, Mom and Dad, you got to get in and you got to decide... You know, what you want to do with the farm and all this sort of stuff. And it's pretty much like drag the kids along. But what's the responsibility or what should be the responsibility or the initiative of the next generation or maybe next two generations that might want to come in and have more ownership of this farming operation? You know, we tend to be really good at working in our businesses, but not always so great at working on our businesses and when it comes to family businesses there's always extra dynamics of you know raising these discussions um 
because we're, you know, we often are talking about perhaps mom and dad and, and a child or two involved in the business. And I certainly hear a lot of frustration from that incoming generation about mom and dad aren't doing anything. Mom and dad need to make some decisions and, you know, kind of putting that emphasis on, on mom and dad. And certainly there's, there's decisions, there's planning, there, there's good, you know, both personal estate planning and transition that could and should be in place. But rather than kind of going at mom and dad and pointing the finger at them and telling them what they should be doing, you know, it's always good. You remember how many of those fingers are pointed back at you when you're pointing the finger. Um, how about that child? Have they done their planning? Do they have documents in place that if they have a farm accident and suddenly um, can't make their own health care decisions or can't pay their own bills, do they have someone in place that can stand in their shoes and take care of those things? If perhaps that farm child has some farm assets, they've been buying some of their own equipment, they have some of their own land, maybe they've got some ownership in a family farm corporation or LLC, have they um, put in place where that interest is going, how that works? And so, you know, sometimes it's easy to, to think that, oh, all this planning is for that older generation, but what a great way to start the discussion to say, hey, mom and dad, I set my appointment. I'm going in to get my stuff in order um, because, number one, it's important planning, and number two, hey, that really shows some initiative and uh, a reflection of the importance that you're placing on having this planning in place. If we have more than one sibling, you mentioned we have two or three that are involved and might want to stay involved in the farming operation, does it behoove them to, to get together themselves and talk about how they would like to proceed forward, like who's going to be in charge and ownership levels and things like that, and then tell mom and dad what you've discussed and move on from there, or should mom and dad be involved in all the discussions? Well, realistically, right, if everything goes according to the way we think it's going to, that, you know, mom and dad are going to be out first and it'll be that next generation managing things, it's great to have mom and dad involved in those discussions. But it doesn't mean that that incoming generation can't have those discussions among themselves or can do some of the legwork and perhaps come up with some proposals or some options to present. And, you know, there may be some folks listening that go, oh, boy, that'd be the best way to get dad to blow his top or mom to start crying. And, you know, you're going to know the personalities of your family members um, better than you or I or any other outsider is ever going to. Um, But sometimes showing that initiative, showing that responsibility as to caring about the future of the business and ensuring that you've got strategies in place to deal with challenges, disagreements, those sorts of things, could go a long way to, you know, mom and dad really saying, you know what, hey, really is time to start moving some ownership to getting things in order, you know, look look at the work they've put in to making sure that this farm can continue for another generation. And I'm not talking a palace coup here, but, uh, you know, the siblings, the kids going behind the walls and doing things behind mom and dad's back. I mean, include them, if, you know, have them, but would you just sit there and listen to what we want to say 
and then chime in later on. In other words, let the kids tell mom and dad what their thoughts are rather than having it from the top down. In other words, mom and dad say, this is what we want to do. Let the kids express to them what they want to do and then get the input from mom and dad. Absolutely. I mean, communication is so key, and the views from the various ends of the telescope are always going to be different. And the families that really succeed are the ones who can throw all those perspectives on the table, understand those differences, and come to the compromises that work for the collective. And I realize that's easier said than done, and sometimes that communication piece is really tough within a family. And um, so I, I just throw out again as a, as a resource um, the Farm Center out of Madison that does mediation services at no charge um, and that can help with some of these um, issues related, you know, it's not about necessarily dollars and cents, or which business entity to pick, but kind of working through family dynamics, sometimes having that objective neutral involved can really help you get over those hurdles that are preventing you from moving forward. And again, that's Bridget Finke, our resident attorney, as I like to call her. She's over at uh, Valley Crossing Law, farm girl from our area, grew up over in the Edgar area and went to law school down in Madison, now uh, doing very, very well as an attorney and specializes in a lot of these estate plans and business plans going forward on the farm and for other organizations. Again, Valley Crossing Law in Baldwin is where you can find her. We're going to get some um, news coming up here before we get to the weather. It's almost 5.30 in the morning. Close enough, we'll call it 5.30. Keep it at Rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 5.30 in the morning now. If you want to set your clock, let's get some news. Morgan's in the newsroom this morning. Good morning, Morgan. Did you have a good weekend? Hey, good morning, Bob. Yeah, not too shabby, I would say. It was nice to get out. Yes, it that was. That sunshine made a big difference. Yeah, yesterday afternoon I got uh, more of my yard cleaned up. Little by little, I'm getting rid of the pine cones and the sticks and all that stuff. But, uh, to hear you talk about it, you live in the enchanted forest. You're always <laughs> picking up pine cones and doing something in I your yard. I got all kinds of trees in my property, and so and I got a pretty big yard for being in town. And it takes a while to get it all cleaned up, and I'm just taking my sweet time doing it. You know what? I got a kid that would pick those up for a dime a piece if you're well, looking to put her to work. I'll tell you one thing. She'd be a rich kid with all the <laughs> pine cones I got. I'll take a cup, too. My mom's share should be coming out of her stash. With 715 Newsroom headlines, we're going to start and keep those here in our area. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We have Eau Claire City Council at it tonight around the meeting table considering an upgrade at fire station number 6. Now, firefighters want to add to the station and keep up with demand on the city's south side. An upgrade to that station would allow for both more firefighters and more equipment. The price tag on that being north of the millions, a little bit more than first expected. In other headlines, we could connect to more internet upgrades in our area. It starts at the Capitol, but with local connections, we could have answers soon about plans to expand broadband internet. There's a hearing tomorrow at the Capitol for the governor's task force on broadband access. Governor Evers looking to spend millions to bring some faster internet connections to some small and rural communities across our state, including here locally. Tomorrow's hearing would be the first update on plans for the spring. 
We have Republican candidate for Wisconsin Governor Rebecca Clayfish pledging to hire 1,000 new officers in her first few weeks in office. She was in Wausau for a rally. As your governor, we will crack down on violent crime. I will put 1,000 more police officers on the streets of Wisconsin. We will do it in our first executive budget. Clayfish said that her plan would aggressively recruit officers who have been let go in other states due to COVID-19 vaccine mandates. The former lieutenant governor faces management consultant Kevin Nicholson and state representative Tim Ratham in that August primary, the winner there then moving forward for Governor Evers' face-off in November. We look to Wisconsin getting an answer about medical marijuana soon. At least it's on the schedule for next week. Lawmakers announcing plans to hear from advocates and opponents next Wednesday, 420. Marijuana supporters have been trying to get something legalized here in the state for years, but there's been resistance to that idea. Overall, across the union, 37 states have recognized marijuana as medicine. And if you don't have to elbow your brothers and sisters out of the way for a cookie, you're an only child, well, today's your day. That's not all, though. There's some other dairy uh, things you can celebrate, right? It's National Only Child Day. According to Pew Research, the number of families in the U.S. with just one child has doubled since the 1970s. If you do have siblings, you might want to share a meal with them today. After all, it is a National Grilled Cheese Sandwich Day. It's also National Licorice Day. Enjoy. And if I'm you're making those grilled cheese, a little tip here, I'll tell you. Instead of uh, butter alone, if you use a little bit of mayo on the outside of that bread before you drop it in the frying pan, it turns out really well. I'm Morgan McCarthy, and now you are up to date on Wax 104.5. It's good. Mayonnaise? I'm telling you, Instead you got to try it. Yes, it grills it. And I use, I mean, butter as well, but for a little bit of a change, I somebody told it to me, and I thought the same thing you did, and I tried it, and mm. it works really well. Maybe I'll, well, maybe I'll try that. I was thinking more that you would uh, focus on the only child part because I know uh-huh. a couple of your sisters that wish they probably were at moments growing up with you, buddy. Well, you know, I thought about the same thing. I thought, just <laughs> think how deprived my sisters would have been uh-huh. if they'd have grown up without my brotherly influence on their life and, you know, a little guidance as we Mm -hmm. went along. I'm sure that's not their version. They might have a different package for that. (laughs) Oh, I don't know about that. I I think I was a pretty good... Pretty good brother. Getting in trouble together is the best part of having siblings, right? (laughs) Boy, you know, and really and truly, though, seriously, I do feel sorry for kids that grow up as the only child in a family because it's just... It just got to be different than having brothers and sisters that you... You know, and it's not always, you know... Mom, so and so did this. Yeah, I mean, you do things together on your own. It just uh, yeah. well, and you grow up, and then you have those same shared stories about yeah. your parents yeah. and the things you don't <laughs> tell your parents until you're much, much older, right? Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> single child. But if you're going to make a grilled cheese, throw a little ham in there. That'll make it better too. Well, look at us, full of recipe ideas today. <laughs> Mayo and ham. That's there you go. Come a long way, baby. Now you're making me hungry. <laughs> All right, see you later. Anytime, Bob. There goes Morgan. Well, let's see what Mike Dandry would. Uh, like to have on his grilled cheese over there at Skywarn 13 as we look at our weather. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. Are you a grilled cheese eater? I am, with a fried egg on it. Well, that's interesting. You fry egg, uh, that's right. You put it inside the sandwich or you put it on top? I put it inside and then, you know, you sprinkle a little pepper and maybe even a little bit of garlic salt on it and you throw it on that grilled cheese. I usually like a little pepper jack in there, though. And uh, it is delicious. Boy, that does sound... Boy, now I'm sort of getting hungry with all these <laughs> food chats we're having this morning. Man, oh, madam. Hey, before we talk about our weather, though, 
I'm interested in what's going out on Dakota's northwest Minnesota. That looks nasty. Yeah, so actually, you know how I came from Bismarck. Yeah, uh, there, yeah. I've been keeping a close eye on what's going on, and they're expecting upwards of about 18 inches to two feet of snow over the next couple of days, and it's that wet, heavy, slushy yep. snow, and uh, that may even bring down some tree branches, and then you couple the breezy conditions with that. It can have a uh, blizzard and whiteout conditions, and blizzard warnings are in effect for a lot of western North Dakota, too. So, uh, When's that supposed to start? Well, there's actually some snow falling around oh, southern North Dakota right now. Okay, so if you're going out that way, take the southern route, huh? Yes, uh, well, even then, <laughs> you may run into a bit of weather as well, so, uh, you know, just take caution regardless of which way uh, right. if you are heading out that way all right so be careful but for us what does all that mean for us well we'll start to see some high clouds move in in the mid-morning and that'll eventually give way to some showers now the first round will just be a light rain and even a little bit of drizzle because our air near the surface still going to be on the dry side but then later on tonight more moisture gets fed into the system and well that'll give us a chance at some thunderstorms which some of them can be strong to even potentially severe now the biggest chance of severe weather does hang out towards Iowa, but it's something we can't rule out towards our neck of the woods. And in fact, our temperatures overnight are actually going to rise uh, into about the mid to upper 50s. Then going into tomorrow, our temperatures will actually fall throughout the day as we'll have some scattered showers, but otherwise mainly cloudy conditions. And then going into tomorrow night, that's when we really cool it off. Our lows get back into the upper 20s and low 30s. And then by Thursday, even a chance of a couple flurries here and there with highs maybe even not escaping the 30s. But the next couple of days going to be very windy with gusts, especially on Thursday, upwards of 40 to 45 miles per hour. And then by Friday, we'll start to see some breaks in the clouds as breezy conditions persist, gusting still upwards of 35 miles per hour. And then, well, not much relief going into Easter weekend as our temperatures mostly holding on to the upper 30s, ranging to about the mid 40s with a chance at some flurries going into Monday as well. So uh, quite a bit to unpack with this forecast. But right now, we're still looking at some uh, mainly clear conditions and a temperature of 28 degrees. So when's it going to warm up? When are we going to get 60? You know, I think that's uh, that's a very good question. And, uh, well, you know, we'll, we'll have to stand by because in the forecast, it looks like, well, we'll be hanging on to those 40s. <laughs> oh, boy, that's a lot different than last year, that's for sure. Yeah, spring will get here eventually, and we keep saying that, we keep saying that, but, you know, we're, we're inching towards the second half of April, slowly but surely, so it's got to get here soon. Well, I don't know, it might be go from winter to summer. <laughs> that's that's also true. We've, We've seen that, that before. Yes, we have. Hey, thanks, Mike. Thank you, Bob. Mike Dandrio over there in the weather room this morning, taking a look at our weather as we're about uh 21 minutes before 6 o'clock. We'll take a look at some things going on. Holy Week, of course, not a lot going on. But uh, there are things going on, like auctions around the area. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, we've got 20 minutes before 6 o'clock. And uh, the Chinese are buying, uh, but I think it's more out of necessity and fear than anything else. What are they buying, Jill? China is buying more U.S. corn to make sure they aren't caught short. If the situations in parts of the world, like the Ukraine, will mean a short crop this year. In response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine, Chinese buyers have booked almost 1.1 million tons of U.S. corn, the biggest purchase of U.S. grain since last May. Corn shipments from Ukraine to China have already been slightly disrupted, with the observers in that part of the world saying Ukraine will probably plant 40% less corn this spring. The reliability of Ukraine as a corn supplier to China has been questioned. 
The USDA said the deal is for 676,000 tons of corn to be delivered before August 31st, with another 408,000 tons delivered on the in the 2022-2023 marketing year. And, of course, this Ukrainian situation is upsetting a lot of things. Food price inflation and just uh, really uncertainty around the world. 19 minutes before 6 o'clock, and this is Holy Week, but do we have anything uh, as far as uh, calendar is concerned or what's coming up here in the near future after we get through Easter weekend? Well, this week on Thursday, the Wisconsin Veterans Coalition of Wisconsin is having their annual meeting. You need to go to their Facebook page to register, and then you'd be on a Zoom meeting for that, and that is on Thursday the 14th at 6 o'clock. Now, you... you Found out more about this Veterans Coalition down at when you were down at uh, Cashton yes, last I've, weekend from a local guy. Yeah, I talked to James Paquette. He's a Dunn County farmer. He says he's small potatoes. He says he has um, some chickens and some beef up there. But it, he was very involved in the veterans getting involved with the farming part yeah, of it. Yeah, he's a military veteran himself. He is. He's the communications director for the Veterans Coalition of Wisconsin. So he had a lot to say, and I will be interviewing him, hearing from him later this week. All right, so uh, that's a good thing. So if you're a veteran, you want to communicate with other veterans here, correct me if I'm wrong, communicate with other veterans and find out, kind of band together to share common concerns, common problems, common challenges, this is a group you can do that with. Yeah, and they provide education, and they provide gathering together, and they can kind of bounce off each other ideas, and they even go as far as providing direction to grants to help mm-hmm. farmers, to help men get started farming. Or women. Or women. Military veterans. Yes, military veterans. And remember, grants, you don't have to pay back. They're not loans. They're grants that you are given. So again... Contact uh, that meeting. How do they get online? This uh, what do you say? Thursday the fourteenth. Thursday the fourteenth. They need to go to the Facebook page, Farmer Veteran Coalition of Wisconsin. You scroll down a little bit, and it's right there. Registration for the annual meeting, and you have to click on that, and then you register, and you it will be on Zoom. All right, very good. So a uh, good group of veterans, and we'll hear from uh, that Dunn County farmer here a little bit uh, later on in a few days. Right now, we're about 17 minutes before 6 o'clock, 28 degrees, and uh, we talked to Mike Dandry about the weather coming in. (laughs) It's just not nice for the next week or so. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And once again, we've got markets to get to here on this Tuesday morning. But again, June Dairy Month is coming up. A lot of folks have their breakfast planned already. We always start with the Marshfield Area Chamber of Commerce and Industry, the big Dairy Fest weekend. And uh, that's coming up, and we'll get you more information on that. That's always kind of the, the kickoff dairy breakfast around our part of the country. And we've heard from some other organizations and when then where their breakfasts are. Not all, but uh, Jill, give us a feel for what we're seeing so far, what we know of when and where. Well, I have the Polk County Dairy Breakfast on Saturday, June 4th. Then I have a, I have a couple for June 11th, the Don County Dairy Breakfast and the Wood County Dairy Breakfast. Have we got locations for any of those? We do. The Wood County one is at Alan Stephanie Hughes. 
Don County Dairy Breakfast is at Breezy Haven Acres in Bloomer. And then I have a few more later on, but I would encourage you to email waxbob at gmail.com because I would love to have a full listing of all your dairy breakfasts. Yep, they are going on. And again, we mentioned uh, no breakfast in the Valley in Eau Claire because the Eau Claire Chamber of Commerce not taking that job on anymore. And uh, we'll have a meeting coming up uh, with the uh, chamber boss and find out, you know, just why they're not uh, having that breakfast. But uh, again, a disappointment to a lot of people, but uh, the world still revolves on its axis. 28 degrees, as we said, that's the current temperature. We'll get up to about 58 today, partly sunny to cloudy. Later on tonight, rain likely in about midnight, though, 8 o'clock to midnight, around that period of time. Be careful batting down the hatches. It could be kind of stormy around our part of the country. So, again, be prepared for that, and it's not going to warm up. 58 today, 56 tomorrow with more rain. And then uh, Thursday and Friday, only in the 30s for highs. And Easter weekend, Saturday and Sunday, well, the best we're going to get is 44 on Easter Sunday. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 13 minutes before 6 o'clock and 28 degrees out there. It's time to hear from Scott Herman in Sparta Equity and his sale yesterday. Slaughter cow market was steady today with 20% of the cows 80 to 89. 60% of the cows brought 65 to 79. And 20% of the cows were 64 and down. The organic cows were steady with most cows a dollar to a dollar fifteen. Thin small cows eighty five to ninety seven. And the organic steers and heifers were one fifteen to one twenty. Slaughter bulls were steady with high yielding bulls ninety to a dollar. Canner and utility bulls eighty nine and down. Fed cattle were steady with no test on the beef today. Choice overnight beef steers and heifers one thirty eight to one forty nine. Select to choice beef steers and heifers, 125 to 139. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, 120 to 138 with no test. Choice overnight Holstein steers, 123 to 129 with a top of 132.50. Your choice Holstein steers, 110 to 122. And a standard to select steers and heifers and heavyweight steers, 109 and down. Replacement calves are steady with the top Holstein bull calves a dollar to a dollar sixty-five. Your Holstein heifer calves ten to a dollar, and the beef calves one seventy to three oh five. Thank you. This has been Scott Herman with your Sparta Equity Market Report for Monday, April eleventh. Have a great day. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, about 10 minutes to 6 here at Wax. Again, 28 degrees and not a bad day today, but later on tonight, looks like uh, rain, maybe some storms in that too, so be careful. Let's get over to the Equity Stratford Sale Barn on this Tuesday morning. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Bob, and a very good morning to you. What a nice morning. A little chilly, 20, uh, 29 degrees, but yeah. boy, the stars are all out this morning. Just a nice morning. Going to get up to... Uh, in the 50s today, so yeah, we'll just worry about today's weather forecast because I didn't really like the other stuff you were talking no, about. No, I was going to say enjoy today because I don't think it's going to be nice for a few days after this. Well, we're getting used to it, though. It's been a miserable April. Hey, what's going on over at the sale barn there in Stratford? 
All right, Bob, thank you, and good morning, everyone. We will recap from uh, yesterday's auction here at Equity Stratford. We'll start out with the cow market yesterday. Continued good demand on the cows. Higher yielding Holstein cows yesterday, selling from 77 up to a top of 89.5. Most of the cows in yesterday's auction selling from 61 to 76. Thinner plater cows below the $60 money. The uh, bull trade yesterday, better quality bulls to open up the week, mostly from 90 to 108, lighter weight bulls below 85. Battle trade yesterday, choice grading Holstein steers, mostly from uh, 107 to 123, select grading under finished cattle, 105 and below. Very strong uh, calf market continues, good demand on these bull calves, uh, but we're emphasizing the top quality 90 to 130-pound bull calves, 100 to 250, topping at 265 on the Holstein bull calves. Heifer calves, a little better demand, uh, mostly from 40 to 60 on the better quality heifer calves. Beef calves, again, very strong, 200 to 400, up to 450 on those black calves. And, uh, again, good demand continues on the top quality calves. Do keep in mind, though, these lighter weight uh, plain calves, mostly $50 and below. Busy day today here at Stratford, Tuesday. We start at 10 o'clock this morning with the hay and straw auction. And speaking of hay and straw, we do have both hay and straw uh, for you folks today. At 11 o'clock will be the dairy auction. We've got a very, very nice consignment of Holstein cows today. 65 head, uh, springing heifers. Uh, they're par cows, uh, milked, of course, in a parlor. Three-stall house cows, so if you folks are looking for some good quality, high-component cows, today will be the day at Stratford here at 11 o'clock. Following that sale, we will sell market cattle, including organic market cows. Forget tomorrow, feeder cattle auction. We've got a very nice lineup of feeder cattle. You can view that on the website. We'll have more to say about that tomorrow morning. So, Bob, that's all we have from the folks. Again, busy week continues here, although it is Holy Week. Very busy in the marketing end of it. So, uh, again, probably taper off maybe as we get to Thursday. But uh, anyway, uh, nice weather today, folks. Enjoy it. Bob, you also, and we'll be here tomorrow morning. Sounds good. Thanks, Jerry. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we've got more markets to get to, and I honestly, and she just called, and I said, hello, who's this? Did you forget about me? And honestly, I did. How could I do that? I apologize profusely. Michelle from Tree Livestock. I don't know how I did I that. I just don't know. I think this all... I was thinking about this earlier when you were talking about the only child syndrome thing. Yeah, I was going to ask you about if, that. Well, no, I was going to ask you about Barb. I'm wondering if Barb wished at any point in time in her childhood, like, gosh, I wish I was the only child. I wish that Bob wasn't around here. Such an instigator. <laughs> well, she Just whatever he wants. She time. had to wish more than Bob wasn't around here because we got six of them in the family. So, uh, wow. There was a, there was she a probably whole bunch. could tolerate the other well, six. That's what, you, no that's what you, you told me. You told me that uh, you wish you were an only child because that sister that you don't oh, like. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, uh, you were a sure instigator growing up, weren't you? Hey, Bob, go do this. See if you get you in trouble were, for that. But you oh. were the instigator of your family, too. So, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, well, instigate uh-huh. the market report. How'd that go? All right. I'll tell you all about it. Thank you, Bob. Summing up the sell from Monday, April 11th at Tureen Livestock Market in the Slaughter Market. We tapped at 89 and a half with a good assignment by B&D Farm of Greenwood. 83% of the cows sold from 70 and above. Market cows were 77 to 88. Low-yielding cows, 67 to 76. 
Houston and Week Coast, 65 and lower. In the Holstein Fair Market, Choice and Prime, 112 to 128. Select for 110 and down. In the bull market, high yielding beef types came in at 86 to a dollar with the utilities at 82 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality health symbol cows from 100 to 249 dollars per head. We topped at 250 with the consignment by Schmidt Family Farms of Enterprises of Bruce. Lighter and lower quality calves, thirty dollars per head and down. Hosting heifer calves were twenty-five to two hundred and thirty-five dollars per head. Beef beef cross calves, one ten to three seventy-five per head. In the hog market, there was no test on the butchers. Sales were seventy-eight to eighty-six and a half. Fours were thirty-five and a half and down. All right, so it'll be tomorrow, Wednesday, the thirteenth. We'll start with calves at five p.m. If you have any questions or you need trucking, give us a call at the market. 715-669-7127. And check us out on the web at tlmthorpe.com. For all the country and livestock, your family owned it up right market. Have a great day. And if you talk to old Barn, she looks up to me. Oh, gosh. Well, I'm 6'5", I'm six, yeah. so that's probably why. I was going to say, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, we'll talk. You get out of here before you get me in trouble. Oh, right. Okay. Well, you enjoy the day. We will. There goes Michelle over at Treen Livestock and Thorpe. And Synergy Co-op bringing us our markets on the Board of Trade down yesterday, but up overnight. July corn this morning up 6 at 7.65. The oats at 7.60. July wheat up 17 at 11.06. Beans up 16 at 16.57 overnight. And soybean meal up 3.90 a ton at 4.58.10 at the Country Elevators. Wheat and grain in Ch- Chippewa Falls and Connersville. Corn is at 705 with soybeans at $16. Doomer's Grain of Holman and Buck Country of Arcadia. Corn is at 703 with soybeans at 1594 On the DTN screen, corn at Golden Plump, 715 a bushel today. At Baldwin, Elmwood, and Fall Creek, corn is 683, beans 1581. Duran, 680 and 1581. Mondovi has the corn at 684, soybeans at 1581, and Osseo, 688. And fifteen eighty one Stevens Point soybeans fifteen seventy seven Elk Mound seven dollars a bushel for corn sixteen oh two for the soybeans down at Sparta corn is seven oh seven beans fifteen eighty six Ellsworth six seventy eight and fifteen sixty eight ethanol plants corn at Boyceville seven fifteen Stanley seven seventeen to Richmond seven ten dairy prices unchanged barrel cheese two thirty six and three quarters blocks two thirty two butter two seventy eight and a quarter. April class three up three at twenty four twenty one. May up eight at twenty four ninety three. June up eighteen at twenty four eighty two. July up nineteen at twenty four sixty nine. And August up sixteen at twenty four fifty six. Again fifty eight today. Not a bad day, but tonight look for some storms. So be careful. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.